need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome, we're the Young Jerks, Saturday, 6 p.m., 6.04 p.m. right now. Hello, I have 6.03. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I just set my clock and I did set it a minute early, a minute, yeah. So you're right. By a minute. <laughs> I haven't calibrated Yeah, I got a brand new computer here. You're right. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Bree. Yeah, no problem. That's why you're here, yes. to fix all my mistakes. Got to keep us on track. Make it perfect. <laughs> uh, my name is Mike Crawford and, you, and that's Bree, Brianna. Yes, Brianna Morrell. Morrell. I got it right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll, you, get, you stopped a little bit in between, but... I, I'm very cautious about that now. Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. We're uh, live in the studio, uh, WEMF Radio, The Young Jerks. Very exciting week. So much going on. I mean, we say that a lot, but it's true, right? Yes. Today? Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> I mean, considering what's coming up this upcoming election. Week. <laughs> We've been waiting for this election forever. We're not talking about Trump and Hillary. Yeah, no, not Trump and Hillary. I think there's something much more important happening in Massachusetts. Legal cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever you call it. Question four. Yes, on question four. Yes. Uh, and some other stuff, too, like uh, Mike Conley, our friend. Yes. Exactly. Exciting. He was here today. Um, this morning, we had a canvassing event. Uh, that was held by Yes on Four. We're going to say uh, um, Mike Conley, uh, state rep elect. Yes, and he was there. Oh, uh, he's at least the state primary. I don't know if that's truly correct because he hasn't won one yet, but he's the only one left now. He won the Democratic primary over the incumbent. He's going to be elected on Tuesday in Cambridge, in Somerville, uh, the next state rep, and uh, he's our guy. Yeah, he was there today uh, assisting with canvassing. He went out to uh, his precinct in Cambridge and was knocking door to door there, talking to people about uh, voting yes on four and handing out literature. So, I mean, I don't think you can ask to have a better person representing you. Oh, I'll tell you we can. I mean, I've worked with him uh, for medical marijuana in Cambridge. He and I were organizing together on the show. Even uh, he co-hosted. He started the campaign here. Mm -hmm. And uh, next week he's coming out live on the show uh, to have a little celebration party yes i can't wait i can't wait and we brought him to the freedom rally too didn't we oh, that was the best you had him on stage yeah that so uh and we beat someone who was reefer mad so hopefully that will happen more and more hopefully people will run i think it's a, he showed a, a good game plan too uh, you know we're all about third parties we love third parties we love the third party voices evan felcheck united independent party especially uh the, the largest growing party in massachusetts right now uh however Conley showed another way. He ran independent last time. This time he ran in the Democratic primary, ran more liberal than Tim Toomey, more progressive, mm -hmm. and got that Bernie Sanders support. I, this is a new era. I think people should consider starting uh, running in the Democratic primaries. I think it shows that you get a large amount of support in Massachusetts that is otherwise harder to get as an independent candidate. 
Yeah, and times are changing too. Oh, uh, that's another thing. Hopefully, we're changing the parties as well. I mean, hopefully, we're shifting where the parties are going in the future. Um, they are not doing a good job at representing our interests, and I think this election is getting a lot of people uh, more fired up and more passionate than before about getting involved in politics. That's right, especially when they see what uh, the politicians are saying and doing right now. Especially in Massachusetts. <laughs> Marty Walsh created a firestorm for us. We got like 100 new friends because of him, like in two days, on our like, you know, likes on our Facebook page. Well, that meme that you created. Because he said perfect. something about 49. Uh, we'll talk about that. But the 49 pot shops. <laughs> and there's a thousand liquor stores, and he wants more uh, liquor establishments, bars, and, you know, stores. Uh, but, you know, we have some big, we have a big guest in the studio, too. So, uh, we definitely want to get to that in a minute. But before, we want to address this whole situation that happened where we saw this video that attacked us in the station. Uh, it's kind of a sensitive issue, even though it is kind of, <laughs> it's almost comical, isn't it, in a strange way? I think the video, the first time you watch it, it, it had my hair on end. So yeah. the first time it's angering, but then the next few times that you watch it, it does get comical. It's confusing it too, though, because it's like, is it comedy or is it acting? Are they serious? Like uh... They are definitely serious. I saw, uh, did you see they actually put out a press release? Uh, eight hours ago, I found online, they put out an official press release online. Uh, We're talking so about, uh, uh, his name's Rob Monroe, and I believe her name's Kathleen. Catherine. Catherine Downing. Downing. Okay. Downey. Downey. She's a medical Catherine doctor. Downey. Um and, uh, you know, they put out this thing against us. Uh, we, we, we had talked about them on a show. Uh, they had uh, put this ridiculous lawsuit out against the DPH, against the state of Massachusetts, the attorney general. Uh, and it basically blamed the uh, trooper clarity situation on the doctor, Canacan Doctors, uh, our sponsor. Uh, we, we called out a lot of the bullshit coming from them. Uh, specifically, we called out uh, the fact on uh, um, some of Robin Rose history documented history we posted news links from you know real real established mainstream media and i think that really bothered them um and since then they put out this this insane video uh that we we definitely wanted just to quickly address yeah. <laughs> uh well i think it's also like good to mention too that they were the ones who initially stirred the pot with uh dr nadolny oh yeah yeah and that's what i think is so exciting and that's that the biggest so problem with what they're doing and especially um, now when dr nadolny has been proven innocent a judge ruled him totally innocent that he was 100% legal. Read the document, and they don't even address that document. No. They, they blame the, uh, the death of the trooper on him. There's no proof of that. That's just awful to say that. Disgusting, uh, especially with what that family's going through and knowing them. Yes. Um, you know, they want to say it's because we're sponsored by them. No, it's more about knowing who they are and actually knowing the situation and what's going on and, and knowing the politics behind it. Uh, it's funny, they say that... Uh, the DPH is working for Canicare doctors. Do you see that? That it has to, yeah, no. No, not at all. The, the DPH. Oh, does they should not be working for getting. Work for they the should be working system. for the for the community, but unfortunately, they're not. If you have been paying attention at all. No. No. We would like them to be. And these people are dressed like up as priests now. They have a church. It's called a humanitarian church, yeah. right? Church of the Humanitarian. Yeah. Or Based like on the that. humanitarian, uh, you know, use of marijuana in Massachusetts, the initiative, I guess. They're trying to rip that off, too. Uh, th there's a lot of ripoffs involved in this, if you look into it. We're going to post a long-form story on it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it, definitely. But we just want to quickly address, number one, uh, they said that they had sent a cease and desist to us from the Mass State Police 
That's incorrect. We never completely false. Yeah, I think we might have to call the Mass State Police and find out. Uh, <laughs> Get some clarification. Yeah, if they even to, do cease and desist you know. to journalists and radio shows. Uh, secondly, they said that we took down some content uh, because of that. No, we never took down any content. We haven't apologized. We've we've reported it correctly, I believe, and that's why they're in hiding. And <laughs> that's the truth of it. If they are in hiding. And I think uh, something else they said that was um, totally egregious was the fact uh, that they had 10,000 medical patients. Yeah, like as if them. we could reach 10,000 medical patients. That there were 10, that the reason that they cannot be in Massachusetts is because that there are medical patients harassing them yeah. and giving them death right. threats. And I would like to know who. who yeah, name some people. Name, name some patients, patients who are doing that. Are harassing you. you yeah. know, that does not seem like the medical patients. We haven't heard anything about that. We haven't seen that. We haven't heard anyone doing that. Uh, and also they said that, uh, you know, uh, Rob said he was the front end, not the medical. And then he talked about how uh, most people who are medical patients uh, for medical marijuana, legitimate patients with issues like back pain and MS and all these other things, that uh, they could be simply cured by diet. And exercise. Yeah, if you watch the video, they start by saying how um, they have been attacked by the medical program here, and then they transition into now being against medical marijuana. Yeah, I, and seems. against legal. And against legal. And uh, uh, wondering who they actually work for. And she said, the li- her, like at one point, they were promoting uh, a year or two ago that uh, her license had been suspended or was it, she was being investigated. And none of that seems to be true. When we look up, her license is fully there. We don't see any record of any of the stuff they talked about in the past. A lot of strange stuff. So we're just going to play the quick clip real quick. I think it speaks for itself. I think we, you know, you're dealing with crazy people. I, we think, right? What do we think? Are they I, agents? Are they crazy? Are they greed heads? Are they a cult? What are they? There's no other way. I mean, if you look up, they, they had an actual practice. They were prescribing doctors in Massachusetts at one point. She said she had that. She had 400 patients, medical patients that she was helping in Massachusetts. Um, so they did have a practice here, but it seems that now they're blaming them leaving on medical patients attacking them and being attacked by the medical system and now claiming that medical cannabis doesn't work and instead uh, put down your medical cannabis for a vegan lifestyle for cancer to cure 70% of cancer. And it's a long video. You can watch the whole thing. We're just going to play an excerpt specifically when she attacks us uh, by name. So uh, let's play that clip, Herb. My name is Robert Monroe. In addition to being the co-founder of MD Medical Spa and Wellness Center, the MD standing for Monroe Downey, I'm also the pastor of the Humanitarian Church <laughs> and owner of the Humanitarian Companies. All right, Herb, you can come to Dr. Catherine now. Downey, All right. my significant other, love of my life. And- I have been chased through not only the Department of Public Health, but also the State Attorney General, Maura Healy. I have been attacked and attacked and attacked. I have been chased through 13 states. I have had to flee safe haven after safe haven because of attackers coming after me and my family because of the fraudulently operating care industry and mainly through the use of their uh, sponsored WEMF radio station and Mike Crawford who used their radio station and online media presence to incite ten, uh, upwards of 10,400 uh, so-called patients who are very angry with me and want me gone. I have reported that right, let's cut out to the state police. All right. You heard you. We're going to hear the rest of it, but uh, I want to cut out. I think it's good enough. We got the gist of it. Uh, if you just were normally listening, it sounds like really like she's in serious. I mean, it's. 
She sounds really upset. Like, I she feel bad. I feel bad for her. I want to know how they keep it. How do they get 10,400 pa- 400 patients? Like, where did they get that exact? Was that how many can care recommended out or how many patients in the system? I think, I don't, I don't know. Where do they get 10,400 from? They must be <laughs> referring something specific to do with can care docs there. 10,421. Um, yeah, looping all of Canacare docs is against them. Oh, my God. And poor Dr. Nadomi, though. I mean, there's a guy who is a great doctor. He's an ER doctor at uh, Wakefield, in, you know, a, a major hospital. He also is the director of Canacare Doctors. And he did the right thing. The, uh, you know, the, the appeal, the judge ruled in his favor. He should have his license back. He still doesn't have his license back after all this time. He's being per- he's the one who's actually being persecuted, his family, and these people slimed him. And, and all we did is said, hey, that's not right. This guy, we're standing up for and John. And also stood up for him from the start. Yeah, you know, it's and we were right. Important. We've been proven right on it. Like, we, we, we told everyone what was going to happen, that he was going to win this appeal, and that this was the reason why. And th- this is what the lawyers are saying. And, and we went out and you know, backed him, and that's exactly what happened. And they have uh, ruled in the same way that, you know, what happened to him having his medical license stripped away was unfair and unjust. And, you know, now it's up to the medical board to reinstate. <laughs> you imagine, you know, your whole livelihood. Just hanging. That's what I hate about licensing. I used to be a licensed financial advisor. Well, and the fact I know that, all about that stuff. It's ridiculous what the state can do to you, these boards. And that they can discriminate oh, against yeah. marijuana specifically. That's right. And, and that's why, yes, on question industry. four. No matter what your, no matter what you have issue with, with question four, this is why we vote yes on it. Get rid of the stigma as much as possible. Every time we, we win another one, it gets a little better for us. It helps to ease it just a little bit to make us progress a little bit more. You know, I think uh, something else that I thought that was really upsetting that uh, Rob Monroe had said in the video was that, and in his press release, was he said, to legalize, you need governmental support. Basically arguing that, you cannot do anything unless the government is behind you. You know, would we have progressed in anything if we had government support behind us as far as getting women to vote, um, <laughs> civil rights issues? The government had to be fought on all of this. And it's the same thing with cannabis. If people aren't actively fighting against them, you can't wait for the government to support it. And the best it. way to get the government to, to support it is to uh, enact a law that they have to and have, have to, people staying on top of them, right. but they have, have to have the majority it. vote yes on it. Exactly. Because then they have to do something about it. They have they to have enact to respect. it. Right, Chris Crane. We have uh, Chris Crane here as well, right? Yes. Is, uh, uh, you're, the, you're kind of a big deal here. i got to bring this up. <laughs> like, I remember in a lot of ways, like, I can remember some stuff off the record, like a mass can parties way back. Like, you were yeah. you're very useful for. Like, I remember the smoke <laughs> detectors. You taught us how to put the bag over the... Uh, wow! Yeah, no, this is this is taking me back to my uh, to my normal days. Yeah, yeah. and you were at uh, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, which is that's right. a major force on college campuses that's across right. the nation. You were what the executive director? I was the executive director for about four years. Yeah, from uh, early '06 through the end of 2009. And now you're uh, you have this big thing going on forefront. Yep, uh, Forefront Ventures. I um, said it right. Once. <laughs> I kept screwing up the Ventures part. I don't know why. You got it right from well, the Well, it's hard because it's Forefront Ventures and Forefront Advisors. That's so right. I think that's why we were that's right. And that's then right. the parent company is Forefront Ventures. Forefront Ventures is the parent yes. company. Yes, okay. that's right. Um, uh, but yeah, we've been doing that for a few years. I kind of moved from the uh, strictly advocacy side to the uh, 
to the industry about uh, seven years ago, and we've been doing Forefront for almost six, um, trying to help folks around the country get licensed to own cannabis businesses and help them set up really professional operations. That, you know, when people see them in their communities, they're, they're, they're not going to be ashamed to have them. They're going to be you know, a good member of the community. And I think that you know, if we can demonstrate that uh, properly, particularly through, you know, through really well-done retail environments, um, it's really forward-facing, right? The, the public interacts with that, and I think that, that plays a big role in, in moving the whole issue forward. So it's why we started the company. It's what we've been doing for the last six years. How many people do you currently employ nationwide and, and in Massachusetts? Uh, nationwide, we've got, I think we're at about 22 right now um, with about uh, seven or eight of those in Massachusetts. Awesome. Uh, so we got offices in Massachusetts and Arizona where we started. Um, we've got about the same amount of people in, in, in Boston and Phoenix and then a number of folks spread out around the country. And these are already new jobs, right? Like they weren't around like a couple of years ago. They're brand new jobs created. None of these jobs existed before 2011. Most of them didn't exist before you know, two or three years ago. Awesome. Yeah. Um, with, with question four, like uh, we, we were talking about that today, polling, everyone's talking about what the numbers are. I've already put out my prediction. I'm optimistic. I know like being optimistic right now isn't good for the campaign actually. <laughs> and you're with, I got to say you're uh, formerly with the campaign, I believe, right? Yeah. Well, my, uh, my, my, my company donates uh, office space. So the, uh, the headquarters of the SN4 campaign is, uh, is in a corner office in my, uh, in my office suite. Um, it was a way for us to give back when we uh, opened up our office in downtown Boston. And um, so I, I, I'm not formally a part of the campaign, but we've, you know, we've donated space and we've donated money. You work money with the campaign. I work with say. the campaign. Yeah, I mean, look, I've been doing this for 20 years uh, and this is in Massachusetts. I'm here. It's my home. And, um, you know, I, I, what, 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 what would I be doing if I wasn't part of it? Help, yeah, exactly. Helping, helping get the word out. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I may be a little bit less than, less than you. Um, I think we need, you know, we need all the help and support we can get over the next three days if we're going to win this. Uh, the, the polling looks really close. I know there's been some public polls that, uh, that, that, that show it's, it's ahead by a wide margin. Um, from what I hear, some of the internal polls are, are very, very close. Um, so we need everybody we can get to knock on doors and, 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 you know, flyer at the polling stations and make phone calls and phone bank. And, um, you know, we can't, can't let off the gas for the next three days because the other side's got a lot more money than we do right now. Yeah. They got a lot of money at the end. They got a lot at the end. Now. I'm seeing all their ads for the, the trooper. I'm seeing yep. the trooper's wife. I'm seeing the other one. Um, I'm still, I'm like, we're putting predictions on the table today. I'm, I'm going optimistic because I've, every time it, it comes through on these initiatives for us in mass. And I'm still saying, even though these ads may be tilted, it might be a lot closer than we think. I'm saying 59, 39, and it's not good to be this optimistic. Cause that means people might not come out. They might think it's a done deal. We have to think like it's not a done deal, but I'm being optimistic in my, my, in my pool pick, I guess 59, 39, I predict it passes. What do you, what do you, what would you put for a number, Chris? I mean, I hope you're right, but I'm I'm going to put it at about fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. And what would you say the opposition? That's another number we're looking for. Uh, well, I guess there is no third option, right? So it would have to be forty seven and a half, wouldn't it? Well, some people don't Undecided, leave a blank, so yeah, it's like yeah. okay. So give it give it forty uh, forty six. Then okay. the opposition with about one and a half undecided. Okay. 52-46. That's pretty close. That could be it. What do you What do you think, Bree? I think it's going to be yeah closer. I was saying fifty four today was my like, fifty four. And what would you say in the bottom on on the opponent side? I I'd say maybe even forty nine. Forty nine. So you guys are like that's optimistic for the because the opponents had on the other two initiatives did not come close to forty percent last time. Like in either time, 
They've been at like 35. It was 65, 35 for decrim. I know that. I think there are so many people that are like, well, the people who are vehemently against legalization, yeah. though, are so vehemently against Yeah, no, it I think it might be closer. Encourage... I think you might be right. but Well, the opposition has money this time. And that's, that's, some, that's something that's... we've never faced. We didn't And face real that... organization, too. Like real... more organization. They have yeah. real organization. They have real money. They have real ads that, that everybody's seeing now in prime time. Um, they didn't have that for decrim. They didn't have that for medical. And important to note, they didn't have that for 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 Colorado and Washington and Oregon and Alaska True. and even D.C. None of these initiatives face money campaigns. And virtually every campaign this year, uh, all, all five of the, of the legalization initiatives um, are facing some real opposition. I mean, in Arizona, the opposition's raised, I think, six and a half million dollars. Um, and it's a state about the same about the same size as, as Massachusetts. So, um, you know, Kevin Sabet, Project Sam, Sheldon Adelson. I mean, they've you know they've rallied together because they know, right? They know that and this is the thing. If we go five for five this year, right. Right, it's over. Yeah, and they know that this is this is the tipping this point will be election. The run of the table. That's right. That's right. So uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer because we you know we find they're finally taking us seriously. Yeah. Right. Hopefully it's too late because like. I, I've been predicting this is the year for so long. 2016, it, my friend and I, we we said that for so long, and, and uh, but now I, I was getting nervous, but I still think we're gonna win big. I think we're gonna go five. I, I, that's what I hope. Five and all. I hope you're right. I I, I think we got a real good shot at five. Yeah, and, I and really that's do. if people really get the word out. Like it really, you know, when we get to the numbers I'm talking about, the 59, that's because we get the word out to people who never vote. Who never vote for Trump or Hillary? They don't care about that. They come out for marijuana, and you'd be surprised at how many people don't know that it's still on the ballot. Even though all these ads are running, we, when we were doing the uh, thing from against Marty Walsh handing out the yes on four, so many of these people didn't know that it was on the ballot, and they were going to come out to vote because we talked about it, gave them a flyer. A lot of people really aren't aware of a lot of the questions. I think, which I think is unfortunate. The more that I've talked to people, um, yeah, the lack of awareness of what's on our ballot. So we got to get the really word out. Yeah. Get out the vote. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if anybody, you know, if anyone's interested, they can still, you know, go on the Yes on Four uh, website, volunteer over the next few days, uh, you know, knock on door, work at the polls. Um, you know, something that, that people can do from their own homes and pretty much any time of day, although, you know, don't, don't do it at three in the morning. Um, you can go on to uh, uh, legalize2016.org. Uh, it's a service set up by Students for Sensible Drug Policy, and it'll allow you to phone bank with t- uh, to targeted voters in all five states uh, with legalization initiatives on the ballot. It's really simple to use. You just sign up real quick. They actually call you, and it'll just dial. It'll just dial folks. It'll give you a, a little script, and it'll dial, tell you who they're calling. Um, you don't. You don't have to type in any numbers. You don't have to keep track of anything. At the end of each call, you enter in just a tiny bit of feedback. And uh, you know, if you want to do something to help this, I mean, literally anywhere in the country, uh, you can sit there. You can call voters in Maine. You can call voters here in Mass. You can call voters in Arizona, Nevada. Um, I mean, these things make a difference. They sure do. And showing up for these things, the canvassing. Jared Moffat's been organizing. I see him on Facebook. We've been posting the links. Uh, Mike Conley was there today. And Felix D'Arroya, uh, who's been, both of those guys have been on the show. Uh, Felix is a uh, a long-term, uh, long-time past Boston City Councilor. His son isn't in the administration of Mayor Walsh, which is interesting. Uh, Felix was out there canvassing. His son, E-Rock, who's a friend of ours, he's also been on the show. I've done uh, some uh, you know, musical things with him in the past, booking him for some shows and, and benefits. Uh, E-Rock is very talented. E- E-Rock is definitely on our side as well. I know that. Uh, so it was good to see Felix Arroyo, uh, D. Arroyo is in office right now. He's the uh, clerk a family probate court uh, in Boston, I guess Suffolk County. Mm-hmm. I think so. But he, he's still in office. 
So another person, we we got two people today at least, uh, which is awesome, right, Chris? That's great. That's great. And it, you know, we we need we need everybody we can get, and certainly having people that the uh, you know the public knows, elected officials, right, people who are pillars of the community out there talking that uh, that that only helps us. Awesome. Um, another some other questions I want to ask you because um, you know. We have a lot of people from the community. Uh, you get to see kind of another end of it with some of the folks who have the money. Uh, and really what's going on maybe that we don't see. Um, with this initiative passing, what do you think the future is for, number one, the home grow provision, the potency, the taxation, all these issues that keep getting brought up from the opposition uh, I mean, all, all all great issues. Uh, I mean, I I think home growth stays. Um, I mean, I was I was part of the drafting committee. There was you know twenty or so people that were at the table, um, and that you know that was a that was a big discussion at every in in, in every state really, um, and it was one that you know a lot of us fought really hard to make sure was in there. We think that you know if, if it's going to be legal, it, it's it's crazy to. Um, prohibit people from you know growing a few plants at home. Um, I think if it passes, it'll stay. It's working just fine in Colorado. It's working just fine in Oregon. Um, so I think we're okay there. Um, on the taxation issue, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if the legislature ups the taxes. Um, I think this is somewhere. Should they? No, no, no I don't think they of course either. not. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see, especially you, without giving it a chance to to work. Like if if you have a year or two goes by and the program's you know running. And you're doing the tax plan, and you're not getting enough revenue. Okay, then consider right. it, right? Right. I mean, but we've seen we have similar. Th- these tax rates are based on the tax rates in Oregon, where the program's working really well. Um, in fact, the program's working so well in Oregon that people from Southern Washington routinely go to Oregon to buy their cannabis because it's so much cheaper. Really, um, it's so much more affordable. Yeah, I mean, it's, how much are they having the same type of revenue in Oregon? Because uh, Shirley Long from the Boston Globe thinks the uh, taxation is the problem on it. Oh no, they're doing great. They love it. The, the I mean, the the, the state is has been pretty unequivocally supportive of the program. I mean, and just about every you know, just about everyone from the governor on down has said it's you know, it's it's worked out just fine. Um, so I mean, it works it works fine. I and mean, look, ultimately, if they decide they want to up the tax rate. Um, we'll live with it. We'll deal with it. I mean, I'd rather take, you know, legal marijuana with high taxes than, you know, the but doesn't that, doesn't that, uh, they keep talking about the black market is going, is growing in Colorado. And all of a sudden they're concerned about the black market, which is shocking. Uh, I even <laughs> heard one of my relatives that voted against the initiative talk about the black market rise in Colorado. And it's uh, nonsense. I know, but then they want to raise the tax, which would increase the black market, right? Well, it, it makes that, it a little. It makes it a little harder for the black market to go away. I mean, the reality is, if you have legal marijuana and the prices are at least at least similar to the black market, the black market all but disappears. Where the black market still exists in Colorado are people who are growing to ship out of state. They're in violation of state law. They're going way above the legal limits in Colorado, but they're doing it because they think they think the law in general is permissive there, and they're doing it to ship out of state. Well, if you legalize in other states. That goes away too, right? Um, I mean, this is this is just a this is a product of the fact that there's only a handful of states with legal marijuana. Exactly. Um, you start legalizing elsewhere, and all of a sudden, there's nobody to ship it to. Um, so that yeah, that that'll go away. I mean, I think on these issues of, ta- of taxation I mean, all the things that you asked about, this is one of the reasons why we not only have to win, but we really have to win big. I mean, this is why I hope you're right with your 59 percent prediction. If this thing passes, you know, with 59 percent, 59 40. The legislature is going to have a really hard time touching right? it. That's um, it. that's why we need to get this vote. That's out. right. We if, we win, if we win, if we win fifty there you can guarantee that they're going to that they're going to change some things. Right. In it. I mean, how much? You know, and, and the problem is, once they open that door, right? Once they're tinkering with the law, then everybody who wants to see something change starts throwing in amendments and starts, you know, and, that, and then the sausage starts really getting ground up. And you know, you don't know what you're going to wind up with at the end. So we, you know, we not only want to get this passed, we want to win big. 
to protect the law and let it let it get implemented before we start making serious changes. Now, do you think uh, when legalization happens, um, will it change the extortion that's happening on medical dispensaries going into cities if tax revenue is generated, or do you think that that will continue happening? It, well, if they don't change the initiative, they won't. It won't be allowed to happen. Um, the the initiative explicitly prohibits host community agreements um, or payments to the town on top of taxes. And that's including for medical. No, oh, just for just for, for just for adult use. Um, it, but it it does say that towns can issue a I believe it's a three percent uh, or uh, up to two percent local sales tax, but they can't they can't issue any other kind of taxes in which they address it with with those community agreements. Unfortunately, and th- this was this was an issue at the drafting table. There was a lot that we wanted to do with the medical program to to, to sort of intertwine the two and bring them together. Right? Nobody really likes this thing being overseen by the Department of Public Health. I don't even think DPH likes having this program. <laughs> it's not what they do. Right? Health departments don't do business licensing. Revenue departments do that. Um, so this is very much outside the scope of what a health department does. And we see this all over the country. Health departments really struggle with the business licensing side of this. The, the problem is under Massachusetts election law, you can't amend a voter-approved initiative with another voter-approved initiative for at least six, six years. years yeah. So absolutely nothing in the medical in, 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 yeah, in question four. It can change. It can change. Yeah, it can't change anything it's at all about medical. basically eight years. And so that's what right. I see. So you couldn't change anything. Nothing. At all. You couldn't nothing. make it better. That's right. Okay. So, the, so the you know the, the original thought was well, well, let's, let's bring future. everything into the CCC. Yeah. Yeah. That can't happen. We, we, there was of course a discussion about well, do we put the whole adult use program into in the, Depart- the, the Department of Public Health? And right. like, nobody wanted to see that happen. Right. Um, so <laughs> you're going to have to live with this system of medical and and recreational. You know the thing I like about agencies. it is maybe there'll be some competition. Maybe DPH will have to get their shit together because they're like looking at the CCC and saying, hey, if we don't do it. CCC will beat us to it. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years DPH just says, you know, we, we'd rather this move all move to to the CCC. Yeah. Um, I would, Do you think that would get rid of medical marijuana though? Because that's what medical marijuana advocates are worried about that that there'll be a caving that they'll say uh, it's all recreational. We're not going to do medical anymore. No, I mean, I, you look at what happens in, it's happened in Colorado, both the medical program and the adult use program are, are within the marijuana enforcement division of the department of uh, department of revenue. Um, so you have medical, you have recreational, they coexist. You actually have two counters uh, at the stores. You have plants that have to be tagged for medical or for or for adult use. Um, so they they coexist in in Colorado just fine. Uh, in Oregon, they did actually just sort of combine them. They basically said anybody who's a, a medical store can now sell recreationally. But if the the tax rate's not high. It, it, it really doesn't matter. The medical pa- there, there are still a lot of stores in Oregon that are focused on the needs of medical patients because there's a real market for it. Yeah, even uh, recreational. Right, absolutely. And so while there isn't a, a legal distinction between medical and adult use in Oregon, the, the patients, by and large, the patients I, I hear from, they, they love it. Oh, yeah, yeah they love it. Yeah. There, there's, there's way more options for them. There's way more stores. There's way more product available. And there's plenty of stores that are focusing on their medical needs because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of patients. There's a real market for it. Do you think, though, in the time in between now and legalization um, that we'll face kickback from towns that medical dispensaries are trying to go into because they're afraid of those medical dispensaries getting legal licenses? Oh, I think you nailed it. I, I think I think we will. Um, and we, we've, we've already seen it a lot. Right? All these, these applicants in the second round here trying to get licenses to expand the medical program, they're going to towns trying to get these letters of support or letters of non-opposition, which is a mandatory component of the application process, right? It puts a lot of power in the in the hands of the of the cities and towns, um, and you're already seeing them ask, you know, what happens, 
when legaliza- when legalization happens, when legalization comes. Um, I think now with it being a reality, you're going to have a lot of towns that are, or you're going to have some towns at least that are that are more scared. Um, and uh, it, I think it's going to be more difficult for companies that haven't already gotten local approval. Um, it's going to be more. It's going to become even more difficult than it's already been for them to find that approval in this in this interim period. Mm. What about uh, the uh, other part of the provision about the social club aspect? Do you think uh, that that will happen? Certain towns will approve it, like allow social clubs, like events, like to go on, like smoke fests. You know, like yeah, I think some towns will. Up. Right? I mean, it, that's left entirely up to the up to the towns to decide if they want it. I mean, my guess is, you know, not many are going to be you know rushing to be the first one out of the gate. Um, but you know, I could see a you know I could see a Somerville or. Um, Cambridge, see, you know, maybe? maybe, maybe Cambridge. I mean, just, anyway, more maybe pro- Provincetown, Newburyport, right? What are the I hips mean, towns, the <laughs> smart I ones. I definitely see some place on the Cape yeah. going forward. I, w- yeah. I would love it to be Winchester. So Jason Lewis had to deal with that. <laughs> That'd you be do great. a campaign party for the next guy running against them with legal marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Raise the legal marijuana because you know he he got all the alcohol money. That's the, right. These guys, all the campaigns are getting a lot of gambling money and alcohol money, which is hilarious. And, and look who's supporting the initiative, right? It's Sheldon Adelson, right. uh, gaming money and, yeah. and alcohol money. The and then you know who the other one is a big, big, big uh, developers that want to come into Boston. Isn't that weird? That have controversial uh, plans that like are environmentally illegal. <laughs> Well, but you know why they why they do that because th- this is this is, this issue is a big issue for Marty Walsh, and they're trying to cur- curry favor with the with the mayor. Yeah, uh, right. These big developers they need they need the support of the mayor and the mayor's people to get their development projects through, and this is a, you know this is a way that they can you know do them a solid. There's a lot of graph going on. We have a phone call. Let's see who is on the phone. If you want to call in six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred, this is a good time to do it. Hello, Mike. It's John Nadolny calling you. Hey, doctor. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? We're doing great. We got Chris Crane here too from uh, Forefront Advisors. That's fabulous. Have you guys know each other, Doctor Nadoli and uh, Chris? I don't think we've met. No, I'm fam- I'm, I'm familiar, but we've we've not met. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you have. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Great. Glad to be here. Good. You you've been listening to the show. What do you got to say today, Doctor Nadoli? So, um, Mike. Uh, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Um, Second, nothing, nothing new in my case, uh, but uh, I just wanted to briefly uh, mention the, uh, the video that you guys alluded to earlier. Um, that was, uh, and I agree with Bree, it was uh, initially, on the initial pass, it was quite disturbing. Uh, it, it then, though, became comical on my next few views. Uh, can we just chat about uh, their fashion choice? <laughs> yeah, when they when they anyone that dresses up as a priest and brings cannabis out, I just have the question, right? In the Church of the Humanitarian, oh at the and same it's not time. the Catholic Church. If it was the Catholic Church and you're burning weed, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But nah, this is Seriously. you know, this if is your own so, new church. If, if they didn't look so ridiculous, Jim Jones that, would would almost be offensive. I know, you know, with those collars on, uh, and also. Uh, I honestly feel bad for them. I, I, I'm sure you do too, because I do. These sound like people in desperate need of some help, some psychiatric help. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you're a doctor, and uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think you're very good. You, you, you know, as I said, when I met with you, uh, my experience is you're a great doctor. You uh, focus on my one issue that I have, and I just keep talking about it, which is uh, smoking cigarettes. 
No, and thank you, Mike. You know, I, and I it didn't make me feel like a jerk like most doctors do about it. You, and you actually like made me want to quit, even though I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel I think I can get a pretty good read on people when I when I meet them, talk to them, listen to them, and uh, and uh, these two are in some serious uh, in some serious trouble here. Did you hear the paranoid rantings that they yeah. were? Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's and the other thing, too, I know people have sympathy for them, but it's also sympathy for you and, and us, too, because, you know, we don't almost want to respond to it, but we almost have to because we don't, you know, we have to. But we don't know what these people are going to do next. Agree. Totally agree. This is what we deal with. <laughs> I guess we need to stop chasing them through 13 states, though, huh? You're right. <laughs> And you know what? This is uh, again what the uh, board of registration of medicine did to you. I mean, yes. that's this is a byproduct of it. Exactly. Yep. But uh, I, I just have no idea what the what the angle is. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't. I don't. I mean, it could, like we said, it could be just craziness. It could be paranoia. It could be a cult. It could be uh, money. You know, it seemed like the, it seemed like they had some money schemes in the past from the news stories. We we can you know put that in print and back it up later since I just got and my computer know, back. But I, I, Yes, and, and I have to tell you, Mike, uh, I had heard Catherine, Kathleen, Catherine Downey's yeah. name yeah. Uh, a few times prior to yesterday. I've, I had never met the woman. I had never spoken right? to her. Right, no, this is the first time I've ever seen her in, like, you know, in, in the flesh. You're right. And, and the, the significant other, friend, hu- husband, Rob Monroe, Never even heard of them before yesterday. Yeah, I, I uh, saw some stuff they were saying about you a little while ago, about a month or two ago. I had heard about them a while back. They they seem to have a similar case. It seemed like they were they were claiming their license, her license was in you know jeopardy, and it almost seemed like your case, but didn't seem to be actually anything that ever happened. <laughs> Huh. And, and, and you know it's very strange because you know I start wondering like uh, you said who you know what could be their motive. Uh, it could be uh, working for somebody you know on a payroll. And you, we don't know that. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. you never but know. I didn't, I didn't know what her what what, what her what her. Thank you, Oscar. <laughs> I, I didn't know what her deal was. Uh, 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 why she was ranting about the mass board of registration, what, what they did to her. Yeah, it didn't seem like they did anything to her. I couldn't find anything. Maybe I'm missing something, but uh, they claim that, but I don't see it. You know, there's usually a record of it, right, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't absolutely. see anything. I'd see, like, so it looks like her license is all in good standing and never had any issues, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so who knows? But I just wanted to... Uh, <laughs> to chat with you about, about that video and, and get your thoughts because I was quite disturbed by, yeah. by it. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, we, we, we thought the same way, definitely. And we still are. I, I think you're right. I think they need to get some help. Uh, if anyone knows them, they're really you know friends or family, you might want to consider. Or if there's any patients who have been uh, to their practice, I'd be very interested. Yeah, we want to hear from them, yeah, on or off the record. Actually... You could hit us up on Facebook. We'll, we can keep it confidential, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for calling john uh we wish we we wish you and your family the best and uh uh speedy uh return to, of your license you know because this is getting ridiculous thanks mike and thanks for your ongoing support and, and i want to thank each and every one of uh my patients as well because uh they've, they've showed a tremendous outpouring of support as well all right john thank you thank have you, a good john. night
617-500-7100 is the number. That was uh, Dr. John Nadoli. It's always tough to talk to him now, isn't it? Well, I just, I hope that they turn around the decision. Did you see, I saw um, Cheryl had commented on one of our posts saying that they were waiting until after the election right. to be looking at Not that political about that. That just, it, that's so ridiculous to leave a family hanging yeah. in limbo, like, for this long. <laughs> when when uh, a judge ruled, the appeals judge ruled that there was no law broken, that he did nothing wrong, he followed the law, and that, again, what we were saying was right, the DPH was the one that screwed everything he up. He should have had his, his license reinstated the very next day after that had happened. They right? should have said, oh, we were wrong. And it's okay. not like they haven't met. They've, they've suspended other people's licenses. They've had meetings. They, they just don't care. They just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, they don't want to get embarrassed. They're big egos. They don't want to have to say that they were wrong before the election, you know, with regard to this doctor and everything and talk about cannabis in any way that could be positive. Right. So we have, uh, again, uh, Chris Crane in studio from Forefront Advisors. I wasn't wrong. Forefront. Forefront Ventures. Ventures. It's, yeah. it's, it's both. both correct. Both. Yeah. <laughs> What's the website? Uh, forefrontventures.com. And what are some of the, I want to ask you more about jobs, too, because that's a big thing at the economic uh, how much money, because Shirley Long from the Boston Globe has this whole thing that we're not going to create enough tax revenue. And then she brings up gambling and says, you know, the gambling slots are 20, you know, one, one of the gambling taxes was 25 and the other one is 50. Um, but then some of the uh, new casinos and slot parlors that opened up didn't even come close to any of the projections they had for tax revenue. It seemed like they put too much tax, so people are still going to Connecticut and Rhode Island because it's right. you get more of a payout, <laughs> right, you know, right. when when there's not as much tax. So people will drive. Uh, what do you think? How much revenue do you think we're going to get from the system over the next, you know, five years? I mean, I you know, I I, I think it's 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 conceivably a billion dollar industry just in Massachusetts alone. Um, so you know, you're going to do the math on the, on the on the tax rate there. I mean, you're looking at you know five percent, you know five percent or so uh, tax rate. It's a lot of revenue. Um, you know, not to mention all the jobs that are going to be created, and so the you know payroll taxes and social security taxes and all the, you know all the other taxes that um, secondary that taxes. secondary taxes that are generated retail taxes too. Absolutely, like, you know. as you pointed out, these businesses don't exist. Right, we don't have large scale cultivation facilities that employ dozens of people or hundreds of people. We don't have dispensaries that, I mean, dispensaries employ a lot of people, yeah. right? It's a retail store. You got, you got inventory in the back. You got people interacting with folks in the front. You got people doing registration and, and check-in and you know, administration. And there's, there's a lot of jobs. There's actually, I mean, in general, there, there's more jobs, certainly more jobs per square foot in a dispensary than you get at the, at the cultivation facilities. But, you know, the labs and the extraction facilities and all the ancillary businesses that go to service this, like none of this exists today legally in, in, in Massachusetts other than eight eight medical dispensaries that it's taken three years for us to get up and running. How many jobs do you think will come in to, to Massachusetts because of this, if it passes? I mean, when you, when you consider all the ancillary businesses, I mean, we're, we're, it's, we're certainly into the thousands. Um, if not, you know, if not, you know, close to 10,000 jobs, I mean, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to crunch the numbers, get you better, <laughs> get you better data, but um, it's, it's, it's significant and it's meaningful and they're, you know, and they're good jobs that people at higher local, uh, a lot of the jobs don't require a, you know, a crazy education level or crazy skill level, you know, requires, you know, a lot of these are, these are retail jobs. A lot of these are hourly, hourly jobs, but they generally pay really well um, for hourly jobs. Uh, you know, there's more than minimum wage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. These, uh, I mean, most of the folks in the industry, and of course, look, you're going to have good players and bad players like you're going to in any business. Um, but I think, you know, there are a lot of people who in this, in this business who, who love cannabis and who appreciate 
cannabis and and what the plant and what we've you know learned from the plant and you know that includes you know treating your people well and giving back and and paying a living wage and I I think I from what I've seen at least being involved in this industry I see more more employers in the industry that abide by that 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 type of philosophy in this industry than I you know compared to compared to most. Will people with past cannabis charges be able to work at these up and coming facilities and whatnot, or will there be um, you know hiring policies? With regard to that, uh, this no, uh, it, it it actually says in the law they cannot prohibit somebody from working in a in a cannabis business because they have a, a actually a drug felony, not just even a cannabis felony. felony. Yeah, and, yeah, felony. yeah. So the Steve old, D'Angelo could come in here. He wanted to come in here for medical marijuana, and they wouldn't allow him. Like you got the right. number one, you know, provider of you know a cooperative, the leading people in the nation to come into Boston. We say no because he got a felony for weed. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, he, Steve, Steve uh, would be allowed in. Uh, you know, anybody who had a who had a previous felony. Look, if you had a, you know, if you love had a, a, I, a, a I think it's, I think they still would allow you to uh, not hire somebody if they've been convicted. I think it's like mur- um, uh, murder or yeah, like ser- yeah, serious violent crimes or crimes of moral turpitude. Yeah. So fraud, uh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but no, drug crimes are, are specifically exempt from this, um, which is which is a real big problem, not just here in Massachusetts, but but really all over the country. Uh, I mean, as we all know, that the, the war on drugs has been uh, enforced disproportionately in communities of color, um, and you know now these folks are being you know, systematically uh, 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 discriminated against and, and prohibited from from working in this industry. Yep. Um, so and it's, the I mean, working it's class line. too, like both working class. And because I know a lot of my working class white people get upset and they're like, oh, hey, working class, too, and black people. You can say both because it's true on both parts. It's it's completely it's, true. It's, it's so completely true. true. I mean, we it is recognize dis- it. It is disproportionate. With some people won't recognize the racial aspect, which really pisses me off. It's like the numbers are there. How can yeah, you, you can't deny, deny it? You can't deny the statistics. Even myself a few years ago, I was crazy on it. I, I wanted to say there was no thing as white. Pro- I am totally agreement. And there is absolutely a white male privilege. I mean, it still exists, even though things have gotten better for people, supposedly. Although I will say on this one, uh, the, the arrests are overwhelmingly male. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 if, if you don't want to get arrested for, for marijuana, the, the best thing you could be is that, yeah, as a woman over 35, yeah. a white, a white woman, right. a white woman over 35, yeah. uh, the odds of you being arrested are, are next to zero. Um, but you might get raided and have your one plant taken. You may. <laughs> you, do you, do you that's, that's the next to zero yeah. odd. Do you think that's, <laughs> that, that those ridiculous raids they did, uh, where they took grandma's one plant, uh, and grandma's five plants. And they, sh- some of them showed up at the hearings at the, uh, debates too. Do you think uh, that hurt them a lot in this campaign when I, that happened? I think so. I think so. I mean, it, for as, as much as people read it, I mean, it, it's it was such a stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think there's there's very few people that would read that and go like, yeah, that that's a good use of right. Police, Even the Herald seems to be like, this is dumb. Yeah. Why yeah, are we yeah. doing this? Even the Boston Herald. When the Herald is so like so out to lunch on this issue, when they even seem to cover it the right way, for once. That's right. Um, we had some other questions too, didn't we? Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. Um, do you think that there will be any availability, like in the future, for like mom and pop or like small types of shops to pop up? Like, I know at first, with the way that it's structured, most of the licenses will probably go to the medical um, side first. But then later on, will there be, you know, the, these types of small industries, small businesses, to be able to happen in Massachusetts? Oh, I think so. I mean, and the law was written that way. Um, I mean, it, it so it does give a first mover advantage to the existing medical license holders. Um, and there's, you know, there's actually real strategic reason for that. I mean, I want to address that first and then maybe get into the, the meteor question because I know it's, it's controversial, right? A lot of folks think this is, you know, Definitely. this is something that right. is there to benefit the industry. 
it's important to note there's a, there's a one year exclusive window for dispensaries and, and production facilities for the existing license holders and a two year exclusive window for cultivation centers. And then it opens up. There is no cap on the number of licenses. Anybody can apply at that point. Um, it becomes essentially a free market system. The reason for the uh, for this exclusive window is, is, is really twofold. Number one, um, it's it's more palatable to the government. Um, and it actually allows for the program to get up and running fast if we say, okay, look, you, you've already vetted all these folks. Right. We're, gonna, we're not going to flood you with a whole bunch of people that you've got to figure out whether or not you're comfortable with them opening a, a marijuana business in, in, in the state. We're going to start with the people who you've already vetted and who already have the infrastructure in place that and they the can capital. convert over. Right, they've got the capital. But really, the, the, it really it's, it's the state vetting and the infrastructure that you know, they can get licensed, they can convert some of that infrastructure, and they can get the market up and running quickly. Um, right? Plus – you know, the reality is these these initiatives are expensive, and the opposition now has money, right. and there has to be some carrot there Absolutely. for the people who are the most likely donors to the initiative, right? It's going to be the people who already have a stake in the industry right. here. Um, and so it's a little bit of a compromise to those folks to say, look, you're going to get a little bit of a head start, but then it opens up. And that's where I think there, there is going to be room for mom and pop businesses. I, I, I think the nature of mom and pop businesses in this industry in general is going to change. It's inevitable yep. as people Definitely. get into you know, commercial farming and large-scale you know, commercial agriculture. Um, the mom and pops on the production side, at least, are not going to be able to compete on, at price point with the, the large-scale producers. It just can't happen. But what they will, what they will be able to compete is on quality. And so the, I, you know, the days of you know, small-scale uh, producers of medium grade product or product that's not great, like those days are probably gone. gone right. um, but if you can produce something the high end, really high end, yeah, you're, it's craft, right? It's it's just it's equivalent like, to craft, like craft beer, exactly, right? It's like craft beer or small, you know, small vintage, yeah, wine, which uh, I like. We all want to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of room for it in this in this market. Um, I think that will exist here. I think that's going to exist in other markets. Uh, and I as like well. the price point because uh, what what is the cost for a license? It's Medical marijuana it was so ridiculous the cost to get in, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, this is really lowers the price, I, I, doesn't it? I think we limited it to I think it was five thousand dollars for an app, a registration fee or something. Uh, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not when you consider the opportunity here. Oh yeah, I mean, it's really nothing. I mean, if you can't put up five thousand dollars, you probably don't have the ability to start a business. If you can't raise five grand, it doesn't right. even mean you, even if you don't have it in the bank. I mean, you can raise it. People can. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can get. Can you yeah. investing I mean, in you know one. that's the least of your cost if you're going to get into this field. I mean, yeah. you're going to have overhead in terms of property value and rent, you know, rental and all that other stuff. You're going to you're going to need the money. Labor, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's different than what we see in some of the medical. You know, it's thirty thirty. Just over thirty thousand dollars just to apply, you know, fifty thousand dollar annual licensing fee. You have to have a, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a bank, you know, a, right. a liquid capital in a yeah, bank exactly. account uh, just to go through it. It, it is it's very cost prohibitive. It Wicked. makes it's much more difficult for a mom and pop to get through the medical program. I like it. Yeah. Um, I was wondering uh, where are like the investment opportunities going to be in the legal market once it opens up? Like, is it mostly in like dispensaries themselves or in ancillary businesses? Like, what is your experience shown as where it shows up first? Uh, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be all across the board. Uh, you know, the ancillaries are easier uh, in general. They tend to be a little bit smaller investments. I mean, the infrastructure to run a cannabis business is is still expensive. I mean, it will be even in the new market. You know, grow, building out a cultivation facility is 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 expensive. I mean, the, the lighting, the HVAC equipment. The, there's just no way around that. It's it's not a cheap process. Then you know, you to build out a, a decent retail store. That's going to cost you. I mean, if you're going, I mean, super, super, super cheap, but you're not going to be able to do it for less than you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars or so. And and most 
you know, really nice stores are going to cost you around a million dollars. So there, there, there's, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of money that's going to need to be raised uh, for these business owner business owners on the, you know, what we call the direct to plant businesses, the dispensaries and cultivation facilities and infused products manufacturers. But there's also going to be all these ancillary businesses that spring up. I mean, we see, you know, 420 tours, uh, these kind of things are, you know, we've gotten really big in Colorado. Bed and, exactly, bed and breakfasts and, we, and we resorts. Smoke and, legally. <laughs> right. And then businesses that service the, the, the cannabis industries, you know, right. distributors and marketing businesses that cater directly to this, this industry, and design firms that cater directly to this industry, packaging companies, these kind Media. of things. The media, absolutely, cannabis media. Uh, this was a great, great place to put some investment. You guys have been working your butts off for years for, for you know, for, for next to nothing. I know, I know, I did it for a long time. For nothing, and now we're getting paid. That's right. Which I can't believe it. Like on, on everything, everything Good for we you. do, we got paid now. Yeah. Uh, uh, WEMF Radio. You're listening to the Young Jerks. Uh, that's Chris Crane. He's from Forefront um, Advisors or Forefront Ventures. Right, Bree? Yeah. yeah. They, both, they both work. <laughs> and uh, we got a few, we got to wrap it up because we're going to talk to uh, Chris Ferrone in a few minutes from uh, Dig Boston, uh, Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism, about the big Christmas party next week. But uh, we also want to, I want to ask you a quick question about uh, politics. Charlie Baker, Martin Walsh, Jason Lewis, all these guys have been totally against legal. Yeah. I think when they wake up on Tuesday, they're going to have a bad hangover, especially Baker. Like, you know, he's, I, I think he's going to lose on question two and question four. And, uh, do you think it's will will actually have a political effect on their fundraising and their political support going forward? Do you think? I I I hope it will. I'm not I'm not optimistic that it that it actually will. Uh, you know, politicians lose campaigns all the time. Initiatives lose that they that they that they back. I, I think his I think his political fortunes are at least Baker's are a little more tied to question two than to question four. Um, he's really I mean he's really sticking his neck yeah, out he's on, on that the one. Ad. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Which he didn't do for for this Four. issue. Um, so, if, I mean, if there is going to be a, a political blowback, it'll probably be on that. But you know, look, the reality is, Baker's very popular. Um, he's a fairly pragmatic Republican, you know, uh, as, as far as that goes. Um, he's certainly not a Trump type figure. Um, I call I, him corporate. Oh, he's totally corporate. Yeah, no, he's, he's completely corporate. Corporate um, child. He's not progressive. He's not Republican. He's not conservative. He's corporate. Yeah, yeah, he's corporate. He's a corporate. He's somewhat of a pragmatist. Yeah. yeah. I'm practical. I go where the money is. I mean, that's who he is. He was like, you know, a finance guy. And, that's right. You know, bribed uh, the state of New Jersey, Chris Christie, for some contracts. <laughs> you, do you remember that one? Yeah, do I don't remember, remember that yeah, one, that, no. Yeah, that was a story. I didn't write it, but someone else did. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's funny how he wants to privatize everything now. He wants to privatize the schools. He wants to privatize the tea. I, I think, think he's going to lose bad. question, yeah, will yeah. cause him to lose some votes as well. Yeah, I do. Well, he can privatize marijuana. I know, I right? Mean, it's all for privatization. Uh, right? Like uh, we, we should, right. we should agree on that yeah. one. And we're, yeah. we're, you know, we're saying, hey, we're, no, we're trying to open up a legal he market can't. here. He's protecting the commercial uh, alcohol industry, the commercial uh, forced rehab industry, the commercial uh, marijuana testing industry, the commer- you know, employment test. It's he, that's what he's doing. The, he's protecting the, the, the uh, police jobs. <laughs> The marijuana testing industry could still exist. They could just move from testing people's piss to testing people's pot, right? Right? And they could, they could, they, they, right? they're, they're, they're lab techs, right? Yeah. They're, they're either they could, they could be trained on, 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 you know, on, on actual like THC and marijuana testing. Then they would devices. have to admit they've been wrong for thirty years or fifty years. They'll still be getting paid. <laughs> they'll, they'll be all right. Speaking of testing, I actually had another question for you. Um, what do you think will happen with like OUI arrest and whatnot? And how how can um, the CCC kind of is there any way that they can help to address that or you know, give some structure or guidance 
because I've heard that as a big concern of a lot of people with voting who are stoners with voting for legalization and sure. what they've heard from other legal states. Is. I mean, the reality, all, all that's illegal today. That, that doesn't change. Um, the, the legal standards for determining impairment on the road is going to be the same after legalization as it is today. But um, I've heard a lot of people say that basically we are taking away one crime and creating another by uh, they're going to be prosecuting the OUIs. Is that true? Will they be? Like, uh, is that seen in other states? We haven't there? really seen that in other states. Yeah, in uh, fact, no, in, in, in Colorado, no. the the arrest just plummeted. I yeah. mean, you went from – and even African-American communities, it, they, you know, they're more likely still to be arrested in Colorado if you're African-American. But your, your number of arrests plummeted. It was like a 75% yeah. decrease. Yeah. I yeah. looked at that. Yeah. The, the number crazy. of arrests went down. The disparity actually went up. Um, which is a little bit disturbing. Now, right. the number of African Americans arrested did decrease by a very wide, by a very exactly. large margin. But of those still, of those who are still being arrested, the disparity between African Americans and whites is actually greater than it was exactly. um, prior to. Because almost no one white is getting arrested now. That's right. Of a week. That's right. Right. So in sometimes people, it's less arrest, but there's more discrimination happening as well. Yeah, the, yeah, it's one way you could interpret yeah. these. I mean, statistics. unfortunately, legalizing cannabis is not gonna is not gonna end discrimination. Right. Um, that's a that's a much bigger fight um, that we that we gotta win, but. But it's the beginning of the conversation, I think, in a lot of respects, and, and people waking up to what's actually happening here, right? And it, and it takes away a huge tool from law enforcement for discrimination. As you mentioned, the number has gone down, gone down pretty dramatically. Probably the biggest tool. It is. Well, because, you know, I mean, this is the whole stop and, the whole stop and frisk right? issue. What are they stopping and frisking people for? Weed. Like, right. That's the most likely thing they're going to find on somebody. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll find a gun out of the one out of a million. Like, right. No, they're going to find, they're gonna find, they're find marijuana. Yeah, yeah, they're going to find weed. And that's going to bring that person into the system. And yeah. once you're in the system, it's really hard to get out. That's it. Yeah. All right, Chris, we uh, appreciate you've been like, well, how long we've been growing for an hour? Yeah, this was great. Oh, 40 Thank minutes? you for talking to us. This yeah, I, uh, I appreciate it. Anytime. Happy to, happy to be back. And you're on point. Uh, you, and we, we didn't even get into the smoke detective stuff that much. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I, I've, I, I do a lot of traveling and I have noticed over the last decade or so a, a marked decrease in the number of hotel rooms that carry uh, shower caps, <laughs> which, is, which is a real shame. Uh, as, as we know from many a normal conference, many normal conference party, those shower caps are really, really critical. To maybe Some get one on Amazon and pack it in your suitcase. Uh, you may have <laughs> to. Gonna bring your own shower cap from now on. Yeah, I guess people don't really use shower caps these days, so uh, the, the hotels kind of got wise to it. Maybe there's yeah. a new company out there that wants to design a uh, a travel piece that you can just you know. Although they'll need them in all the in all the new uh, marijuana friendly bed and breakfasts and uh, you know resorts out there after we we legalize in five states this year. Oh, I can't wait. That's gonna be wonderful. Let's give a little round of applause for that. <laughs> Everyone, make sure they vote on Tuesday. Please Wherever vote. You are, vote yes on question four. That's it. I mean, you gotta. What? I mean, we've been waiting for this for how long? Do you ever think it would happen like this? Like 2016, we'd be here, and it's just no. I mean, I you know, I think back to all, all you know, all the years working on this as a you know policy advocate in D.C. under the Bush, you know, the the, the, you know, the Bush right. administration, uh, the Clinton, even the Clinton administration. I mean, we were you know, we were just we were losing. The only thing we were winning, we were winning, we were winning some of the early medical marijuana initiatives. But outside of that, I mean, we were just getting our teeth kicked in. You know, winning arrest. Yeah, we were winning more. arrests. Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> the, we the, we we won big on those. A million arrests uh, a year every year. That's right. Like, that's right. So to, yeah, to see where we've come, I mean, it's you know, I, I couldn't fathom that there would be a real industry that the way the way that there is now. Um, this the the explosion in different kinds of products that we see as a result of that is, you know, you go out to Colorado now and 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 you go to industry events, you go to parties, and like everybody's got their own vape pen with the cartridge that they like and the right. strain that they like and. 
the, the one thing I say is it's almost a little bit of a shame is it's, it's made it a little bit less communal, right? I mean, it's not like, you know, everyone's just sort of passing around the joints. You know, everyone's kind of got their thing. They know what they like because you have so many options. Yeah, it's always readily stuff. available we're to you. We're much pickier donors We're now. much pickier now, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when you, when you had – and you could get one of the, you know, the four strings that your dealer had, um, right? That's what, yeah, that's what you had and you, and you shared it. But you can go to the store and you can get a whole – big array of products and you know what the different brands are and you know what you like best and what works for you best at different at different times of days like you're you're gonna have it it becomes more like alcohol and you know people go to the bar you don't see people go into a bar and like pass a beer around um, right. everyone gets the beer they might give somebody a sip to try something they've never tasted before but you're not gonna you know you're not gonna order one beer and pass it around the you know your, your group of friends Marijuana is moving more in that direction. That's uh, a good as thing well. too, I guess. I don't have to catch people's disease. From yeah, right. Joint. I just I just smoke my own joint. I don't have to pass. That's mostly what I do now. Yeah. People say I used to say I was greedy. Now it's just normal. That's right. <laughs> Paved the way, Mike. <laughs> You're a trailblazer. Yeah. And speaking of products too, we're uh, as we were saying uh, last week, we're now sponsored by CBDPlease.com. Uh, check them out. I'm on the stuff. CBD, please. Uh, .com. I'm on some CBDs and uh, just for like a week. And I swear to God, I had the worst week ever. And I felt good throughout. The- I survived it. I'm like smiling still. Yeah, I don't know if anybody saw. I loved the live video you did on the Young Jerks. When you had the, you know, you're showing. I was squirting the- it and taste yeah, of like my it tongue. out of the syringe and showing. You're like, I got to go warm it up. It's not yeah. coming out. And then it know? came out. Do you see it squirt out at the end? No, no I didn't watch that, that part. part. <laughs> you, you clicked off. You're like, oh, I can't watch it. I was like, okay, Mike. You're well, like- I always, I catch them <laughs> afterwards. Checking. Okay. So watching like you- I have to say, thirty minutes. <laughs> did I go thirty minutes? Watch. Yeah. No, There's I did not. There's a few thirty-minute videos. No, like. you're like ten. No, she's exaggerating. No, we're looking that up. We're gonna pull the tape. All right, we gotta read this thing too. The script. Okay. Uh, CBD. <laughs> Let me start over, Bree. You got me a lot with my ass off. <laughs> CBDPlease.com, your best source for medical quality CBD products, is proud to sponsor the Young Jerks Radio Show. CBD. Okay. Can it? Oh. oh. <laughs> Cannabidiol is so effective that the U.S. government has patented as a medicine. The government's own patent and independent published peer-reviewed medical research is showing CBD as a strong anti-inflammatory, quells anxiety, seizures and spasm, and returns the immune system to homeostasis. There are no known bad side effects and you cannot overdose on CBD. CBD is made from hemp, not marijuana, and so it has no psychotropic effect and it is regulated as a nutritional supplement, not a drug. CBD Please products are tested for both potency and purity by MCR Labs of Framingham. Uh, for details, CBD Please at 617-834-8746 and visit CBD, cbdplease.com. If you are taking anti-seizure or chemotherapy drugs, please mention it when you call as CBD may magnify the effect of some of those. Uh, you can also make sure you mention that you heard Heard it from where? The Young Jerks. Thank you, Bray. <laughs> we'll be right back. And uh, again, a big round of applause. There's only a couple of us here today, but we're going to make it loud for Chris Crane for coming in forefront. Yeah, thank, thank you for you all the work you've been doing and the support you've been giving this question for. And uh, welcome back to Massachusetts, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all the work you guys are doing. We'll be right back. We're back live. We're the Young Jerks, WEMF Radio. Hello. That was a uh, big segment, wasn't it? Oh, that was. That was a great conversation with Chris Crane from Forefront Ventures. Or advisors, Forefront Advisors. Or Forefront Advisors. <laughs> You're right either way. Yes, both both are correct. And uh, we're the Young Jerks here every Saturday at 6 p.m. My name is Mike Crawford. She's Brianna Morell. Yes. 
And uh, also, uh, Herbie's behind the board today. Hey, Herbie. Woo! Who's your special friend that makes uh, Spicoli look like he's like not a stoner? <laughs> uh, this is Scout McPain. Scout the, McPain? The, yeah, one of the the uh, few uh, uh, talents here in the W in the EMF. A building. few talents? Like we we we're not the talents at WEMF Radio, Mike and Bree. I said one of okay of many. I mean, what does he do? Is he on a? Does he have a show? No, but he he is featured on a lot of shows because of his music. Oh, he does music. Yeah, he's a musician. A lot, of, a lot of really cool music. He seems like a nice kid. Yeah? Yes. You like him? Yeah. He's he a seems cool friendly dude. back there. Yeah. yeah. I like it. He's smiling. Yeah. He's smiling in... people are friendly. Yeah. So his name <laughs> like, again. Say vibes. his name again. I got to make sure I know his name now. Scout? Scout. Scout. Okay. So Scout's here as well. Um, yeah. We also talked to uh, Dr. John and only. Yes. That was a great call. Yeah. Thank you for calling, John. Uh, again, we wish you the best of best. Uh, uh, we also were trying to get in touch with Christopher and we were hoping to get him on the phone. We're not sure it's going to work out, but, uh, big holiday party for binge Mm -hmm. Boston Institute of nonprofit journalism. This is holiday party number two for binge, which means this is our second year, uh, raising money for alternative news, independent news in Boston. Uh, the media is sort of dying, the corporate media. We had to find other ways to start funding good journalism. Chris Ferrone is doing it over at Dig Boston. Uh, and with this nonprofit group, Binge, that collects money and actually helps syndicate, helps promote, helps put out the uh, good work of a lot of journalists we know, like Andy Andy Q and Maya Schaefer from Bay State Examiner. Uh, we also have Jason Promise or Premis. Yeah, they're, I think they're a great part at supporting uh, people who are reporting real media, yep. real truth out there. Um, that's what they're focused on. Like the, than, talking about the, the Boston the Olympics coverage was amazing. Uh, the GE deal uh, that Jason's been doing, that was amazing. Uh, as well as the marijuana stuff, which I've been covering. And, and some of our other writers that we're finding, like Andy Gauss, and you know, it's, it's expanding. And we're getting funding for our writing through Ben, through Chris Ferrone, and getting him to edit and syndicate it and find all these new places to get the word out, get the work out. And I really love it because he's, you know, it helps me. It definitely helps my work. I wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Ben's right now. Um, and they have a party this Saturday. So not not today, next week, I guess. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yes. Uh, November 12th. And it's at noon. So you know what that means? I can go. <laughs> it's perfect for my schedule. I have to be back at the house after the show, so I couldn't go if it was a night party because mm-hmm. I have to you know, cover family stuff. But I'm all set. I'm, I'm going 12 to 5, I guess. And then I'm going to come, come do the show after. Very nice. And this is... Uh, Holiday party number two for Binge, 11, uh, 12, 16, 2016, November 12th. Uh, it's a family-friendly carnival at Aeronaut in Somerville. I'm very excited about this. To support independent media featuring beer, prizes, games, music, and more. And you know Ferone. I mean, this guy has major swag all the time. <laughs> like, just an attitude. He's the coolest person around. Uh, he writes hip-hop, you know, liner notes for Wu-Tang Clan and major, major hip-hop acts. He's a collector of, you know, a, a lot of the stuff. And you know he's going to have some good stuff when he says there's prizes. going to be some swag. Yeah, last one they gave away, like, a bike. Like, this custom bike that John Hickey had made from Oxymorons. Wow. Yeah, that was donated. So people step up and they give good stuff to Chris to give away at this. So uh, I can't wait. It's going to, oh, wait, a family-friendly fundraiser featuring bear food and silent auction plus pop-up performances and original carnival games with prizes. 
I can't wait. This place looks great, too. I think that's over at uh, Assembly Square, right? Are there tickets online that you can get, or is it going to be tickets at the event? And you can buy a swag bag right now ahead of time. Uh, Medium.com. Look up nice. Binge. Uh, I'm not sure about tickets. You might be able to buy tickets now. What We should we should look that up. I'm, I'm looking on the page right now. I'm sure you can. Uh, actually, no. You know why? Because it's free. It's free. Yeah. But That's you can give awesome. money. Like you, you know, the idea is that you uh, bid or buy some things or donate a little so money. Go there and donate. And but spend. you don't have to. If you have, if you that poor, you know, mm-hmm. you can show up and. They still want it to be accessible. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, of course. It's going to be a fun, not, fun day. I can't wait. Next Saturday, November 12th, yeah. 12 to 5 p.m. I'm definitely going to be there. If I you don't are? Have, yeah, if, if something else doesn't come up, as long as I don't book something, I will be there. Thank you, Bree. Yeah, no I, problem. I can't wait to see you there. Yeah, I got to support local, especially local nonprofit media and yes. local nonprofit journalism. Like, yeah. I can't think of something like that I wouldn't want to spend money on. No, it has to go to that. Like, yep. that's, yeah. I encourage everybody else, you should come out and show support to that event. And we're well. going to link that up. We've already linked it a couple times, uh, the Binge Facebook. We're going to link it again on our Facebook later tonight. So look for that link. Go to the event. Meet us up on uh, Saturday. You want to hang out with Bree and I? Come yeah. down. At a carnival. Yeah, at a carnival and win some stuff. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, last yeah. time it was people walking out of there with major stuff. It was like amazing what they were winning and walking out of there. Wow. Yeah. I was envious. From the auction? Yeah. Like the, no, the even the, the, the raffles or? that everyone gets. Like, oh. Usually I think everyone who walks through gets your door prize usually. And then you can wow. get other stuff. Yeah. So this is like a lot of good fun. So come, come for the prizes. Yeah. <laughs> and the beer and the company and see Brie. Yeah, I'll be you don't, there. You might not like me, but I bet you like Brie. I'm friendly. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try to be friendly. Although I have to say, um, you know, earlier we were talking about our predictions for yes. the race on cannabis and nobody here told me that I, my math. 54 and not, 49 is uh, well one oh, over 103, Gabriel. And I was There's sitting gonna be here some fraud on it. <laughs> Well, we're going to get an extra 3%. It. Like something wasn't sitting right with so me. So what's like, your new prediction, Bree? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have to go. I think he was right with the 52%. It, it's going to be somewhere between 52 to 54. I think it's going to be lower than what you're saying. 59, 39. If they break 40, well, we'll see. I mean, like Chris said, money means a lot, but I, I have a feeling money doesn't mean that much this year. You don't think it's going to And I think with early voting and... Uh, how animated this election is for president. People are going to come out in droves on Tuesday, and I think they already have. We have a phone call. Let's take it real quick. Maybe this is the man for own. <clears throat> Hello? Hey. Chris? Sorry, man. No, oh, it's all right. We're live on the air. We're talking about your party and talking about you. <laughs> Welcome to the well, show. Look at that. We, oh, Sorry, t- man. I'm, I got... I have another, before that, I have another party, which is my daughter's first birthday. So, uh, oh, I'm on so dad exciting. mode. Now. Let's give a little applause for that. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, you know, so I'm doing all the dad stuff. And, but I actually, that's, that's how fleeting I am. I had the, the, the reminder on my phone and everything, but I'm glad to have, I'm glad to be on. Oh, thank you. Tell us, because we were talking about this party. Uh, is Orna, uh, oh, actually, am I saying it right? How am I saying it? What's the name of this venue again? Aeronaut. Uh, Aeronaut Brewing. So, you know, anybody who's been there, it's like a really awesome community, uh, you know, community brewery. So, you know, great beer right in Somerville. Uh, It's a huge open space. And the reason that we wanted it was, um, you know, so this is a a little bit more than a party. You know, last year for the holiday party, we did something more traditional. Uh, We're still going to have the raffle and all that kind of stuff. But this time, 
uh, where it, it's a carnival theme. So we needed some room. We're going to have about like six or seven carnival games and they're all based on, you know, research and stories and stuff that we've done over, the, uh, including some, including some of Mike's work, uh, uh, over the past year. So, you know, for example, there'll be, a um, a big wheel, uh, and all like all the numbers involved are like about, you know, how much general electric is ripped off Massachusetts. And then there's a, there's a matching game. I was actually, I got all these ideas from watching the price is right. So one, you have to like match a politician's face to the amount of money that they took from lobbyists from different oh my industries. Goodness. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's really, you know, the, the, the buzzword in journalism these days is, uh, is engagement. So, you know, we, we try to take it beyond that, you know, not just do the corner. You always hear, see like, uh, you know, the, the, the most, the fakest kind of engagement is like when you see a television news, they always do like a survey. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh wow. We don't really care about any, you know, you knowing anything or what, you know, we're just going to pretend, you know, for us, it's like, you know, as you know, my, we, we write a lot about campaign finance reform and that's not really that sexy and people don't really care about it that much even when it's really nasty and egregious. So, you know, we're trying to think of fun ways to really, uh, to entertain, but this is, it's going to be a huge open space. You know, I do all the, uh, on a side note, I do all the Wu-Tang Clan's liner notes. So we actually have a ton of exclusive box sets and stuff like that, um, uh, for available plus, you know, binge gear galore, including, uh, you know, you're, uh, we have a ton of, uh, uh, token truth t-shirts for nice. your, for your supporters. Excellent. People can get those it, there, right? Yeah, they'll have we'll have them there, and you know it's going to basically be like a big journalism fiesta. Anybody wants to come mingle with you know uh, not stuck up people in the media, chill people in the media, have a couple of beers, and like I said, that now myself. So as fun as it's going to be, it is family friendly, and we picked up some. Uh, we got some nice adult coloring books as well as children's coloring books. So. Uh, Awesome. And is this over in uh, Assembly Square area? No, it's, no? it's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually right outside of Union Square. Oh, Union. Okay, um, perfect. Yeah, but it, it's kind of like, a, it's in a little uh, industrial area. It's a couple different ways to get there. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a, not a horrible walk from the orange or the red line, but there's like three buses that, that head in that direction, and there's plenty of parking. That's one of the reasons we chose it, too. Perfect. Um, and I should, of course, say that... Uh, those who have seen them know the, how awesome the Boston typewriter orchestra is. Oh yeah. And I heard it, them on NPR too. Yeah. It on is Jim what it sounds show. like. Yep. Are they going to be there? It sounds like it's, yes, they are. They're, oh, wow. at three, they're doing a set at three o'clock. Uh, also have a couple, uh, I've been calling them B boys, but they're technically some crump dancers. And a friend of mine, uh, Ashton Stacks, who's like, I've known him for years since he's a kid. And, He's one of the best in the in the in the world now. Uh, so they're going to do. You know, the idea is to have some pop up performances, and I think you know there's a piano there, so you'll there'll definitely be some jam sessions for sure too. Excellent. But, you know, it's really like it's an all day open you know open affair, and it's free entry, which is uh, a lot of people were like, you know, what's with that? And the idea is, you know, listen, we as as for like the big ticket stuff, where we we spend a lot of time hitting up donors, you know, stuff like that. We want to get as many people in there as possible and kind of like generate that kind of energy. And sure, we'll have a million ways to get, you know, your $10 and $20. Exactly. You know, uh, so, you know, we have unbelievable, awesome merch, goodie bags you can buy. Um, also, just like, uh, you know, cool bin stuff. Uh, that uh, Some stuff that people haven't seen before. We'll have some hoodies and stuff like that. 
and uh, and then also of course the games. So you know they'll be they'll be reasonable, but uh, you'll be able to play the games. For a I can't of wait for these games because it's almost like you're an artist now, Chris too, because you're an artist with the news, like interactive exhibit game. I love this. And it's uh, well, what I like you know, is where the money's coming from. What, what industries are you uh, focusing on with these with the games? Uh, well, so you know, for for the the game with the lobbyists, for example, that kind of pokes fun at a, a couple of different industries. You know, everything from development to the alcohol uh, lobby. Um, you know, because we're, we're obviously pointing out, and we're drinking how, beer uh, at this event too, which is excellent. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, don't Aeronaut's hate alcohol, but no, I don't hate no, alcohol. You no, know, Aeronaut, I gotta say, Aeronaut Brewing is a totally cool uh, right. local, 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 exactly. and they uh, they they have these doors. Let me tell you, you know, they're not charging us for the space, which yeah. I get. Can you, you'd be blown away, but to see what people want from nonprofits right. to have a, I know. a holiday party, right. especially for a space this big and prime time. You yeah. know, so for us. They also have uh, natural foot traffic, so it's like you know a great way to expose our you know expose to other people anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just gonna be like a big party. It's I can't big, wait. They have like big picnic tables. Yeah. It's, it's totally chill. Oh, and also there's gonna be even uh, some local food vendors are gonna be in there, and they're you know, gonna be oh, having wow. a rapist. We're gonna have some specials. So oh, wow. yeah, I mean it's a big deal. But, I know you. Know, you I know you do it right every time. 14 Tyler Street, Somerville, next uh, Saturday, 12 p.m. to five. Bree and I will be there. Yes, we'll yeah. definitely awesome, be there. Awesome. And I can't wait to yeah, have one of the beers, too, the Aeronet <laughs> beer. I'm sure it's going to be really good. And brewed in Somerville. Yeah, yeah totally. And, like, you know, they, this is a, this, this, you know, the, they're a brewery that, um, you know, they even have, like, uh, I think I'm actually going to be there on Tuesday night uh, on election night. They're having, uh, they, they always let uh, Somerville Community Access, SCAT TV, set up over there. Oh, nice. Um, so it's really, it's pretty cool. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, you know, props to businesses like that, but you know, we're going to blow it out. We're really psyched. And, uh, you know, um, trying to think of any other, Oh, of course, you know, I'll give you one of the other games that I haven't told anyone yet. I'm going to put a promo. I spent all night last night cutting out hundreds of ridiculous things that Donald Trump has said, mostly oh. tweets. And I, you know, we have binge has this huge, uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, paper mache head that's like four feet tall. It's awesome. Uh, you probably, you probably yeah. remember, you you remember it. Yeah, uh, uh, New England Cannabis Convention, it came out. It's on our Facebook. Yeah, so we're going to retire because, of course, he'll have lost the election by then. Can we kill it? And like, what you, when you say retire, how is what's going to happen? What if he wins? Well, no, well, the, oh, well, either way, we have a, the game is make Donald Trump eat his words. So you read out loud one of his ridiculous tweets and you crumble it up and you have to throw it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good game. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, we, I'm looking at the beer selection here at Aeronaut. It's funny. We go after Pretty the impressive. Because we go after the alcohol industry all the time. We want to give them a little boost, especially the local ones. Uh, and you know, even all of them, you know, because I'm not against alcohol. Uh, they have well, a lot uh, yeah, of good on draft. Yeah, what, what, I don't think we're against I'll, alcohol. One, we're yeah. against hypocrisy. Exactly. Well, I'm going to have one beer. I will have a one draft beer there, right? Which one should I have, Chris? I'm an IPA guy, man. I don't know. I but should what, do the They'll have their experts on You know what? It's called hip hop in a way. They're, they're uh, India uh, Session Ale. Uh, that's not, no, that's not. Yeah, uh, that's a Sasan. Yeah, that's right? different. Right. What's the difference between India Session Ale and an India Pale Ale, which is a year with uh, Dr. Session, session. Sessions have less alcohol. Okay. So maybe that's so what I should have. It, you could drink a session all day. I'm yeah, a lightweight. They're good for the afternoon drinking. I'm going to have one. I even wrote this recently that. I wrote that, um, you know, I, I even understand, 
I don't really begrudge anybody lobbying on behalf of their own industry. No, the politicians either. who are lying, really, I right. mean, to their exactly. to themselves and or their constituents. I mean, you know, and of course, this Marty Walsh, who I, I really do like as a dude, he's right. he's the worst on this. It's yeah. just so hypocritical. It really, and and of course, you know, we have an idiot media. They don't know how to react. So the automatic reaction is to kind of just let him do his own thing. You know, he's in, he's in recovery. So we're not, so no matter what he does around drugs and alcohol, we're not allowed to say anything or criticize. That's like their attitude, even though he, the way he has chosen to involve himself is unbelievably hypocritical and, and dangerous. Um, so, you know, that's really, that's the joke, you know? Um, and it's funny, you know, frankly, I don't want to call out, uh, uh mayor Walsh just, just him, but, I've had a conversations with a lot of uh, uh, politicians, um, some of whom are not necessarily vocally against question four, but are certainly not for it um, and probably aren't voting for it. And long story short is my whole spiel on drugs has been like very simple. You take 99% or a hundred percent of the anti-drug money, which is, there's a, a, a ton of, as people realize, and, and then teach kids to not do opiates. That's it. That's it. You know, uh, so and, build, you know, and, and, and put more money into the schools too. I mean, that's another, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it takes. I Let mean, me frankly, ask you about this. Cause uh, you, like we have limited time. We got to go. Uh, yeah. there's another show coming after us, but I want to, uh, quickly two ballot initiatives, uh, question two, which I know you're against. What do you think the fate is of that? Uh, and what do you think the outcome, like we're predicting, uh, like, you know, even outcome on the numbers. What do you think the vote's going to be on question two? I mean, I, I think that I, th- I think we're going to, I think it's going to get killed. I think it's going to get absolutely rocked. I think it's going to be 60-40. Uh, wow, again. 60, 60 no. I, I think 60 no. And I and here's my reason. I, I listen, and I'll be happy to eat my own words. I know oh. that nobody ever, uh, but, you know, frankly, um, well, I won't be happy to because I really don't want to see that pass. But, you know, honestly, uh, I think one of the messages here, they learned this in Chicago when they tried to mess with the teachers union. Rahm Emanuel uh, tried to, you know, uh, thought that he could crush them. And they came out, you know, they had to, that, in order to strike, they, anyway, I, I know we have limited time. My point is this, don't mess with teachers. Anybody, and there's a, there's a million teachers, right? This is why I've never, in, for any ballot initiative, including four, which is the most expensive right, ever, right? I've never seen more signs than I have for no on question two. Yeah, me too. Bumper stickers. People say signs don't win elections. Yeah. No, that's not my point. My point is the, the absolute critical mass the canvassing going on right now. And also I'll say this, and I'm happy to be one of the ones that started it. Guess what? At least it's taken a long time. It took six years. I've been reporting on this stuff. People know that charter schools, whereas that's, there are some, some that are good. People understand that venture capitalists are behind. They know about the corporations. They know about the corporations. And Mm -hmm. guess what? They're still trying to figure it out. And you know what? Binge, Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism has a story about the real estate scam that some of these dirtbags are pulling right. coming out soon after the election. But my point is, my point is that a lot of people are sitting there trying to figure it out. They don't know what's wrong with two, but they know these. There's a lot of nefarious characters involved. Like, since when does you know Bank of America care about you know black kids in Boston, right? right? So here's my thing: people, and this is this is you know people know this. People, you're, you're, if you don't know, you're inclined to vote no on a ballot initiative, okay? This is why you've been arguing that it's important to get the word out about cannabis. And that's because, you know, for, for charters, the no campaign has done a much better job. You know why? Because the message on the other side is absolute baloney. Yeah, it's all um, lies. And it's lies. 
it's so many lies. it's so many choice lies. Yep. Um, it's it's a different kind of lie than cannabis. Right. There really is no because the cannabis lie is a yeah. total lie. Yeah, it's, a, it's more you dirty. Know, with, at least with the charter schools, sure you could use token examples. There are some unbelievable charter schools. Um, but but what it's a big picture lie. On the question four lie, is a um, it's just a, it's just an absolute demonstrable nonsense. They have nothing else. It's total desperation to the point where. I mean, I, I've, I was in public the other day, and the, the crazy uh, one with a woman, you know, the, the mother driving around with the kid, and there's pot shops everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, Kevin. Uh, I know where I was. I know where I was. I was at Bach Toyota in <laughs> Norwood waiting for my car. And, uh, so, you know, an older person kind of looked at it and looked at the person next to me and they go, they tinted the whole screen green? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like that, it's that desperate. Like. Yeah. All what all television and shows and commercials are going to be green. Like it's just so silly. Yeah, it's so and silly. And it's because they have nothing. The charter school people do have something besides a lot of money. They have some good token examples. But right. it's but the but the anti the anti uh, uh, cannabis people they joke. they have nothing but fear and nonsense. Let me ask you about that cannabis. Uh, what do you what's your prediction on that one? On question four, what's going to happen? You know, it's interesting. You know, having edited you for so long, I, I have it stuck in my head that it's undefeated at the ballot box. <laughs> That's um, right, brother. You know, and, and it's definitely a great point. I, I love the way that you and I have reported about all of those micro initiatives that people don't even realize, the non-binding ones. They're important because they, they go statewide. Uh, I think that um, I think it's going to go. I, I really think it's going to uh, I think it's going to fly. And I, I, I have a, my unique reason for this is that uh you know, we, we get more, a lot more people to the polls in a presidential election. And then it's this presidential election, right? Right. Now, both now, whether they're a liberal coming out for Hillary or if they are, a, you know, crazy, uh, Trumpies. um, you know, faux libertarian Trumpy, whatever. I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I think the kind of conservative mindset that maybe helped get, you know, George Bush into office that I don't know what it is, you know, that really fearsome, you know, church on Sunday, kind of low life. I think they are, uh, I think they're dying and I'm happy about it. Yeah. I so sincerely we, we, hope we've been, so as we've well. We've done <laughs> our own polling today. Like I predict on the high ends on the, like I predicted 59%. Um, that's high. Yeah, that's I know. High. I mean, I don't, Bree, I don't Bree, know. I mean, Bree I, predicted 54% and uh, Chris Crane predicted 52% it would pass. What would you, where would you go on that scale? Um, Which I, I, you know, between Chris and Bree, like, you know, that's, I think it'll be, I think it'll pass by Chris a couple Chris is at 53. Put, we'll give it 53. Yeah, I'll take 53. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it, um, it's, which is interesting because that, that kind of, you know, I just, it's for me, it's like, I don't know. We also have this problem and I'm sure you share it with me, uh, Crawford and, and Bree too, that, uh, that it's, we're not exactly around too many people who, uh, who are against or who want to argue with them. Well, I don't know. I got some family members. We we've oh, argued. Do you that. really? Yeah, I really gave it to them, and they voted against it. It was pretty funny, and we're still arguing. About it. <laughs> she goes closing point. She comes back today, and I love her. She's a, an attorney, so yeah, you know, you run into it. But I, I'm yeah. still hopeful. But we'll see. I mean, the thing we didn't have before in those non-binding ballot questions was this huge opposition and money against us. But uh, we'll see. I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. Your time today, Chris. No, Again, yeah, sorry next I was a little Saturday. late. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Next Saturday, we'll be there. It's the uh, holiday binge party at uh, Aeronaut Brewing. Aeronaut. Aeronaut. Yeah, next Saturday, 12 to 5. And you can check it out at bingeonline.org. Right when you go to bingeonline.org, B-I-N-J, online.org, it's, uh, there's a big thing right there. It's the first thing you'll see.
definitely people should go support and you you could win all kinds of things there right i mean it's uh yeah and i'm gonna be honest with you we have you know don't forget it's one of those situations where you know you kick a couple bucks for like carnival tickets and stuff since we had so much stuff donated we didn't pay for anything people really will walk with Stuff Amazing more, more stuff. than what they bring. I saw the last like, party. Awesome stuff. People walked away. Yeah. Someone walked away with like a ten thousand dollar bicycle. I mean, it was just yeah. That's that, that, that literally happened. We we have like uh, we have you know thousands of dollars worth of records and just cool cool merch and stuff. Yeah, the so definitely Wu-Tang people Clan swag. I think should definitely get a yeah. yeah we got tons of we got Wu Tang awesome. stuff. I got the Cypress. I get for your for your uh, listeners. I got Cypress that, Hill. Uh, I, I wrote the book for this new site. I wrote the book for the anniversary of the first of Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill. And it comes with this skull with a giant pot leaf on the, on the uh, forefront that, that keeps the CD and with the book that I wrote with Cypress Hill. And uh, we'll, we have a couple of the books and one of the skulls. And that's, that's awesome. not only those are sold out. Those are already on eBay for a hundred bucks. So people should come check that out. Definitely. Next Saturday, 12 to five Next Saturday. I can't wait. I'll be there, definitely. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. That's uh, Chris Verone, the editor from uh, Dick Boston, news and features editor. He's also uh, the head of the Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism, Binge. Yeah, that was great. I'm really excited to see him again next Saturday. Uh, Me too. Yeah, 12 o'clock, everybody. Aeronaut Brewery uh, over in Somerville. It should be a really fun party. I can't wait to play party. those games, too. Yeah, all of the political. It really does seem almost like a pop art piece, the games, the way that right. he's describing them. Yeah, it's very... That's awesome that he's doing that. Very exciting. And uh, get everybody, get out to vote on Tuesday. you got to show up. Get there early. Uh, if you're voting yes on question two, vote twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you vote yes on question four um, on Tuesday, though. you got to get out. And, and, you know, consider taking the day off of work if you can. If you're not working at all, get out and join the campaign. Help canvas. Yes, you can. Um, there's still time tomorrow and Monday. You can get a free T-shirt, too, I think, if you volunteer. Volunteers for Tuesday. Um, you know, you can go online, uh, go to regulatemass.org, uh, Regulate Massachusetts. You can search any of that. Uh, yeah, regulatemass.org. Go right there. You can sign up. Um, you can, as uh, Chris Crane was talking about before, you can phone bank from home. You don't even need to go anywhere if you don't want to go out and canvas. Canvassing is also incredibly easy. Um, once you get signed up to do it, there's an app right on your phone. That walks you through the steps. You can go out these next two days and seriously make a difference with impacting people in your local community. Um, let them know that this is on the ballot because there are a good amount of people when you're knocking door to door that say, no, what is question for? Yeah, so they don't know. They don't know. So many people don't, don't pay attention like that. Uh, they're, they're tuned out of politics, but they'll come out and vote for this because this is something good for them. Uh, we, before we leave, we're going to have a... We're going to do one more promo, right, for CBD Please? Yes, we have a new sponsor, CBD Please, that we're really excited about. Uh, CBDPlease.com, your best source for medical quality CBD products, is proud to sponsor the Young Jerks radio show. CBD, or cannabidiol, cannabidiol, is so effective that the U.S. government has patented it as medicine. The government's own patent, an independent published, peer-reviewed medical research, is showing CBD is a strong anti-inflammatory quells anxiety, seizures and spasms, and returns the immune system to homeostasis. There are no known bad side effects, and you cannot overdose on CBD. CBD is made from hemp, not marijuana, and so it has no psychotropic effect, and and it is regulated as a nutritional supplement, not a drug. CBD Please products are tested for both potency and purity by MCR Labs or Framingham, for details, call CBD Please at 617-834-8746 and visit cbdplease.com. 
If you are taking anti-seizure or chemotherapy drugs, please mention it when you call as CBD may magnify the effect of some of them. And tell them the young jerk sent you. Yes. And we'll be back next Saturday at 6 p.m. with Senate, uh, no, um, what am I saying? Mass State Rep-elect Mike Conley in studio, big party, and hopefully we'll be celebrating our win on question four. And hopefully we'll go five and oh nationally. And uh, yeah, I'm Mike Crawford. She's Brianna Morrell. Yes, I'm Brianna Morrell. And we'll be back next week. I can't wait. 6 p.m. Thank you, Herb. Uh, next coming up, stick around right now. Uh, what time is it? 8 p.m. is uh, the New Year's program. They're going to have prog rock on. They got a lot of people in here. S- stick around, right, Herbie? We'll be right back. Bye. Can of Care Docs, compassionate, compliant, confidential. In Massachusetts, a DUI can cost you more than just your license. I'm attorney John Seed, former Boston DUI prosecutor specializing in drunk driving defense. Don't let a DUI destroy your life. Call me, John Seed, today, 617-254-8000. Visit johnseedlaw.com.